Okay, we're taking far too long to think of an opening. I'm George. I'm Claire. And this is the Blathering Podcast. Trust us, we talk for a long time. Hello! Welcome! Hey! Yeah, welcome to the to the Blathering. To, to the Blathering. It sounds a bit like, you know, like a horror film Welcome type. to the Blathering. It sounds like a horror film dun, title. Dun. Yeah, well, welcome to the blathering, everybody. Uh, no, the blathering on podcast. So, um, straight on then. Oh, well, first of all, welcome to series four, isn't it? So, series four. Um, welcome. It may feel like series five hundred and fifty-four to people listening, but it is only series four. Shut up. That's that's a benchmark. That's 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 cool. Series four. We're here. You know, feels like we've been doing this for two years or three or four years or something. We've not been doing it for years. How long have we been doing it for? Uh, we started it in... Was it just before, like, Christmas last year? Yeah, I think it was, like, November, I think we started it in. I don't... Wow. I could be wrong. It could have been December, I suppose. But I, I, I've got a feeling it was... I've got a feeling it was, like... November going into December, but I could be wrong, because um, I know there was a bit of a gap, um, before the Christmas episode. But then there was only six episodes, wasn't there? Yeah, because I think we originally did it, and it was like, oh, we're just gonna do like a short run, and then we're gonna do series. Yeah, well, it was a series one, but we were like, we're gonna do a short six episode run to see how we get on. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're on we're on series four now. Um, so let's dive, let's get, get your caps on, let's dive right in to Farscape. Is that a swimming cap or is that a Scorpius BDSM leather daddy cap? I, I wouldn't say that too loudly seeing as we've got the window open and I kept hearing kids out there, so you know. (laughs) Just saying. You might not want to talk too much. Anyway, um... (laughs) We've got two episodes this time, so we've got Beware of Dog... Well, I mean, we generally do, but obviously we had a three-part last time. So we've got Beware of Dog and Won't Get Fooled Again. Well, I mean, Won't Get Fooled Again is going to get very interesting with the window open. Yes. Um, so, let's talk about Beware of Dog then. Uh, what do we think of it? Um, I loved it. It was really funny. It was. It was fun. Uh, it was two great, really fun episodes. Interestingly, I feel like, um, I thought Won't Get Fooled Again would be, like, the really funny one, and it was, but it got quite dark and, like, you know, creepy at the same time, so. Yes. Uh, but we're not talking about that one yet. Uh, we're talking about Beware of Dog. So, this one, um, is an interesting one, because... Uh, it's basically, uh, them, um, they're on the ship, uh, they've, they've got, like, food from this planet, like, you know, vegetable food or whatever, and they're worried that there's, like, this, uh, what was it? Parasite. Parasite, uh, that can basically, you know... Well, they, well, we don't. They don't know. They all they know is that. Well, they've been told that it can basically like, what was it like, suck out your your insides or something. I don't know. Um. So yeah. So basically, uh, 
they've gone down and they've tried to get uh, something to stop the parasite, which is this little weird, like, alien thing with a little... Little... Yeah, little... It's got little tentacles! Well, it's it's got, not tentacles, it's actually. Not they're tentacles. feelers. Yes. Well, they're not really feelers. They're just sort of little... They're, red... like, they're like snail feelers. Yeah, I guess. Uh, they're little red things, anyway. Um, and oh, flappy little ears. And flappy ears, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah. I hope you like our uh, demonstrations, even though you can't see. I I hope you appreciate the effort we're putting into this. Um, so, but this is an interesting one, though, because outside of, like, so basically it ends up being that they've got to try and figure out, um, like, what the parasite is, if the thing they brought on board, which is called a fork or something? A vork, yeah. Oh, a vork, right, yeah. Uh, if that's dangerous and stuff like that, they've got to try and find out, um, and also try and help Dargo. But also, it's an interesting one because it feels like it's sort of, um, kind of teasing and getting ready for the next episode with finding out, uh, I mean, you know, Harvey, which hasn't been named yet. He hasn't been named Harvey yet in this. He's named in the next one. Um, but it does kind of feel like... in preparation for that, the next one, doesn't it? A little yes, bit. it does. Well, I mean, you know, you, you do get... Because like you, you uh, start off... Um, odd vision. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's sort of been going a bit crazy and Aaron is worried about him and, you know, so... Yeah, you, you've, you've kind of got this, this build-up, haven't you, of what, what's to come with... Um, with old Crichton, you know? Yes. Um, I mean, it's interesting because he's, he's, as we've said, he's getting crazier and more loopy and it's great. Um, it is really fun. Um, but yeah, to go back to this one, I mean, you know, you, you, well, we are, I am talking about this one, yeah. Okay. But you've got, you've got basically, um, so through the run of things, so Sean brings on this, uh, uh, this bot on board to find the parasites that they think are there. Yeah. On board Moira. Which are there, but that's um, a spoiler, but, you know. Yeah, that's a spoiler, but, you know. This we, is, don't, we don't care about spoilers. spoiler city here. Yeah, so, we don't you know, care about spoilers on this show. If you don't know that by now... Um, well, to be fair, I mean, this isn't the show that you're going to immediately know stuff from, I feel like. But yeah. for people who listen to this, I feel like they're probably going to... At this point, seeing as we've now got, like, nearly to the end of series two of the show, they probably figured out we either watch it or we get spoiled. So they've even decided whether they want to watch the show or not. Yeah, you know? exactly. Anyway, so Chan brings on this, this book um, to find the parasite. Um, and um, straight away, it pees on um, Dargo, which <laughs> is really funny. Yeah. It's like, you wait till you can see what this does. And then it just pees on Dargo. It's like, wow, amazing. Aaron is really moody in this one, actually. I love Aaron's. Yeah, I love love it. It's so funny. She's so fed up, especially with the Vork. Especially Um, with the Vork. Especially, well, it's really funny because she does like a a complete 180, doesn't she? Because she starts off and she's like, she really hates it. Especially when it takes a dump in her room and then humps her leg. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> clearly that's not her idea of a good date night. <laughs> no, which is fair, you know, that's fair. 
That's fair. It's not everyone's idea of a good date night. Anyway, um, but yeah, so so basically, Dargo gets infected and he's dying. Mm, yeah, and they're like. I, I I felt like this was quite a good one actually for sorry but sorry, I I, okay. I felt like you might you might just be telling the story now uh, but I felt this was an interesting one actually because we really got to see how like how that relationship between Dargo and uh, Shana has really developed and I the know, fact that Shana so Shana is really protective of Dargo and like the fact that he's you know, been poisoned is like really affecting Shana and Yeah. You know But she also she wants to go and help rather than just sit yeah. there and do nothing. She doesn't want to sit by him dying. She actually mm. wants to go, look, I'm not sitting by, I'm fucking helping him. Um and it, it yeah, it I, I really liked that. I thought I know, I think it, it's lovely. It 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 showed another side of that relationship because it's kind of been kind kind of a funny well, it's kind of been played a little bit for laughs in, in certain aspects, but I thought this really, you know, um, again, it's reinforcing the fact that it, it, it's a really sweet one. Um, it is. So, yeah, anyway, uh, I, I, I really like that aspect of it, um, and I felt like that came through really well. Um, Zahn is doing her usual scientist stuff. Um, I did quite enjoy the fact that she got really um, grumpy with Chana and different people. For not, you know, she's like, oh, for God, just leave me alone. I'm trying to do this. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I quite enjoyed. Always love grumpy stuff. Um, but I think, you know, sort of Zahn in this one was sort of pushed into a little bit of, like, the background, I think. Because it was focusing She's doing on... her scientist thing. Yeah. Uh, it was focusing on different characters, wasn't it? Um, I, I love the little puppet creature thing that you know the the vault so funny. um and i also like the fact that so so again this one is kind of uh cool because it's like it it, it kind of twisted and changed as it goes on so it's like obviously the vault comes on board and then you know um Crichton sees the vault in its other shape um and tries to shoot it yes, but they it vomits up it's like attack. Yeah, it vomit changes. Yes, which, which I've really never weird. seen that before. No, um, but yeah. So basically, it vomit changes. But basically, he's seen that. But they don't know. They think that's the thing, you know. So they try and use the Vork to help to find it. But then it turns out that the Vork is that thing so then they trap it and try and get the poison from it but that's not the poison and it, it it i honestly thought it had poison pee i know you did say oh it's the poison pee yeah i'm surprised they didn't go there i mean they go to some pretty strange places so I'm yeah. su- that feels know, like the least strange kind of, thing to be fair yeah i kind of like it though because obviously like i said very early on i uh I was like, oh, that's probably going to be the parasite that they've brought on board. And it did sort of question that. But then it, it did. Like, I loved, I loved Crichton going, well, obviously not. Who would even ask that? And, and I was like, yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. When she's like, are you the parasite? And he's like, well, he's not going to say that. Of course he's not the parasite. And I'm like, okay, chill. Well, no, I think I think he, I think he was probably saying, "Oh, of course, he's not going to say that he's the parasite." 
I thought he he said that. Of course, he's not the parasite. No, I no, I think he was going. Of course, he's not going to say he's the parasite. Why would you oh, ask okay. that? Why would you say that? It's like, oh yeah, you know. Um, I could be wrong, but I think that's sort of where what he was sort of trying to say. Okay. Um, uh, but anyway, so then, but it's interesting as well because um, I I do like the actual parasite thing. I mean, it does flip. It it kind of it sort of knows what you're thinking. I think it's like. Oh, we know you think you know this program now, so we're gonna flip this. We're flip gonna flip the it around a bit. Yeah, and it was so funny though as well because oh my god, when when you're looking at because then Rigel gets infected, mm. so they think, um, and then all of a sudden there's like I thought his eyeball had fallen out. No, there's lots of like little weird spidery it's things like coming out of him. Spider things, and I was like, "Oh god, that's so gross." It is, yeah. Um. So yeah, it turns out the Vork is actually a helpful little, well, yeah. big also thing. It's I liked its big. other. I loved its other little thing with the big. Yeah. It's like with the big claws and whatnot. It's not so claws, basically, but... what's happened is the um the parasite has infected. Crichton, and it is... No, not Crichton. Uh, not, Rigel. Oh, Rigel. God almighty, what is my... There's something wrong with my brain. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, Rigel. And um, so there's basically a lookalike Rigel um, that is made up of these weird little creatures. And <laughs> it's like invasion of the body snatchers. Yes. I, li- I like that all. It's like, oh, holy invasion of the body snatchers or something. I was like, yeah. oh, holy body snatchers or something. That was quite fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed this one. It was fun. I I had a good time. And then the ending as well with... Um... Aaron getting really emotional. Yes. But also with the uh, mind, the mind Scorpius, as I'm going to call it. The mind Scorpius! Uh, or Harvey. As mind he later the become. Scorpius. Mind, mind the Scorpius. Mind the Scorpius. Mind the Scorpius. Okay, shush. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Harvey, as he later becomes known in the next episode, um, you know, at the end. Sort of going. Can we move on now? That's not my trap. You know, I quite like that. Yeah. yeah. So won't get fooled again then. So this is really fun. This is an interesting this one. Bonkers. So basically, the 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 idea of this one is that Crichton awakes in the hospital room and he's like being told that he's never left Earth. Immediately, he doesn't trust it because he's obviously had you know the the last yeah. occasion. And he does the same thing where he's like. Um, so he tries to go into the, um, ladies room, um, you know, cause obviously in the last time that he was fooled and, and thought he was back on earth, that was like, um, you know, there was nothing there because he'd never been inside the ladies room exactly. before, ever in his entire life. Mm. So, you know, he had no idea what it was like in there. Mm. Yeah. This one's an interesting one though, because basically it is literally, um, Crichton going fucking mental for yes. for for uh, nearly an hour. Yes. Uh, it's great. It's honestly amazing. It is amazing. It's so funny. It's like his brain, but also is a really interesting place. Well, I mean, I think they say, don't they, that actually it's the uh, the what's it called again? Scarron. Scarron. It's the Scarron putting like ideas into his mind and trying to twist and turn everything so he goes insane or something. 
Yeah. Um, so he tells him what he wants to know. I can't really remember, to be honest. They want to break his mind and make him insane. Well, some, some, somewhere along that line, yeah. Um, but this one's quite fun as well because... So uh, everyone from his, from his life, basically, is in here. But they're playing different characters. So, like, Aaron's son is a doctor... Um, but then the most fun ones are like the people who are sort of more aliens. You've got Zahn as a psychiatrist. Uh, my favourite is probably Dargo as this like... Um, this other astronaut. This other astronaut who's like the cool guy who's like got this car. He's got this wonderful like... what What is it? Like some sort of... I don't know. Jumper tank top thing? I, I don't know. It's great. Um, he's a real ladies man. Yeah, he's he's great. He he's you know he's kind of a really boastful. Uh, you've got Rigel as like this boss man who's in in this little thing and and uh, smoking a, a cigar. Yeah. Um, and and that's really funny as well when Crichton's just chucking cards at him and he's like, "Stop chucking the cards at me!" Yeah, exactly. Um, there's some really fun stuff in here. But also, it gets really dark and, like, crazy and just, like, just... It, it, it's just done really well. I just... I love it so much. Because it kind of starts out normal-ish. Like, not... You know, like, it doesn't start out all that weird. It's kind of like The Wizard of Oz. Because they do keep referencing that in it. Um, yeah. Because it's basically because... Um, the people are other people. Mm. Um, you know, so so it's like... Um, you know, in The Wizard of Oz, obviously, uh, Dorothy, which completely went over my head when I was little, but, you know, when she comes back, she goes, and you were there, and you were there, and, and so the people that she knows from the farm are like the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, um, so obviously in this, the, the, the people that he knows are playing these roles, and he's like, oh great, I'm in the flipping Wizard of Oz, I'm in Oz now, um, and especially like, um, so, um, Crace, turns up uh, and he's a cop but then he he does turn up later and he's got a dog called Toto mm. and also he has the ruby slippers I mean you know <laughs> well I mean they're more high heels yeah fair. they're red high heels but you know mm. that's probably what they were kind of meaning because they yeah. did focus on them quite a bit but it's really funny I mean you know just these these I mean, basically, Mad it kind things. of, it kind of, but what I was trying to say is it kind of starts out sort of normal with them having fun with how the characters are playing different things and they're in this world and interacting with the, sort of the the normal, slightly normal world. And then it becomes more and more of a fever dream as it goes through. So suddenly you're just blinking in and out of different situations. You have this really weird section where he's in on the hospital bed and everyone is sort of doing a whole sort of BDSM kind of thing, especially Rigel turns up. Rigel turns up with a flogger. Yeah, it, it's amazing. And a mask. And he, seriously, the whole thing. He has the whole thing. He, yeah, he he's basically a leather daddy. Mm. He's just like they're whipping. Oh, I mean, like, how can I forget though? Uh, what I did kind of find fun was that they managed to have Pilot in there as well. <laughs> Because, like, I can see that being kind of hard to fit in, but he was on the drums. And then yeah, he also and the has... keyboards at the same time. Yes. So so we could see him in the background. 
So it's like Crichton then turns round and you think, oh, he's going to see Pilot on the drums and that. No, no, he turns round and who is on the drums but Jazz Scorpius. Yeah. I think he's like on bongos or something, isn't he? The uh, pilot, pilot is, I mean, yeah. yeah. Pilot's on like bongos and the uh, and and the keyboards. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Scorpius is a jazz drummer. Mm. So there's there's the fake Scorpius, and then there's the 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 other fake Scorpius that is the the Harvey. Yes. Which I quite liked as well. Um, so he's yeah, sort of like, like the anomaly. You know, there's, there's like two Scorpiuses running around in this mm. madness. Yeah. But it, it gets really weird. They're having parties and... Well, well they're not having parties. They're, they're having like... They're in the disco, you know... Yeah, I mean, fun. it is a party. I mean, it is a party, yeah. Um, I really like the moment where... Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, 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 no... Uh, Crichton throws Rigel over the. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just gone <laughs> he's crazy. He's just like swinging him round and yeah. he throws him over the edge of the stairs. Yeah. Mm. Um. I just like seeing him in the background coming up in that little car, just like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean it, it is quite interesting because obviously then you've got the anomaly um in the thing, which is the Scorpius that is normally. In who, who basically looks, you know, and we find himself. out why we we find out um, how he ends up being called Harvey. Yeah, but also which... we find out what he is, which is sort of more important. Yeah, um, which is ba- so basically, I think it's sort of setting up the sort of the big stuff that's to come in the series, which is basically that um, back when they were in the Aurora chair, he like implanted him with a chip uh, this is scorpius the real scorpius implanted him with a chip which basically has score like this other scorpius it's in his really mind fucking with his brain yeah basically um yeah so yeah it it's it's great though <laughs> it is it's amazing um i i just love the fact that it it, it really went there and it did not it did not hold back at all. No, it just it it just had fun. It just went. Let's fucking do everything that we want to do. Yeah. Um. But there's also some really interesting stuff. So we see like his mum and the fact that you know obviously, I, I mean she had some sort of terminal illness and 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 died and so they're using that against him and that whole thing. He they were all really good in this episode, actually. I mean, they always Crime are. Crichton but... was amazing. You know, Ben Browder. Yeah. We keep saying this, but oh my God, his acting is just amazing. I mean, you can really tell he's going through hell. And it like... was like really painful to watch the stuff with his mum. It was really painful to watch quite a lot of it, actually, as well, you yeah. went through. Like, especially like just, you know, this kind of hopeless, like, just being thrown through just different things, you know, being and just not really knowing where the fuck you're going. It's just, it was great. It's really unsettling, actually. It um, is, it's really hard. It, man- it manages to play, like, really fun and funny while also, like, being really horrible and, like, actually kind of creepy and really nasty. Really dark and twisted yeah. and nasty, yeah. Because... And yeah, obviously I mean, the scarring is behind it all. You can see it's going through hell mm. with it. And, um, you know, his way of, of trying um, 
to cope with that is to sort of be aggressively, you know, um, aggressively ridicule it. Mm. Yeah. Basically, going bonkers. Yes. Which, <laughs> um, which, I, I which really Harvey like tells the him, though, which Harvey tells him, though, um, that's, you know, he's not, he shouldn't do that because well, that's, that's what the Scaron wants. That's what the Scaron wants. Mm. So he's he's got to try and keep hold of the things that are real. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I I uh, I really I like the Scarons. I have to say, yeah, I like the Scarons as well. But I have to say, I am really. I mean, I love this whole thing where you know. This Scorpius is in his brain and it's kind of like it's working with him um, as well as working against him. Yeah. That that whole thing, it's like, wow, it's it's really, you know... I, I find it interesting that, like, this series is really trying to play with the idea of, like, uh, how your mind would kind of fracture uh, quite a bit. Like, it seems like yeah. they're sort of playing with this idea that he's really sort of... Can't go mentally in space, you know. Um, yes. And I, I really like. I mean, I just, I don't know any other show that would go to the places this show has gone. No. Um. If or there even are. attempt, even attempt. Like, if there even, are though, please just yeah. mention them because. Uh, you know, I feel like most people this. say. I feel like most people say this is pretty unique of the series, but yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, I certainly have. You know, it kind of feels like Doctor Who in that way of, like, feeling unique. Like, I don't feel like I've ever seen anything like it. Like, it's got a lot of the tropes and similar ideas, but it plays with them in a very different way. And I feel like I've yeah. never seen anything like this, a bit like Doctor Who. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Which is a big reason why I love Doctor Who and why I love this. Yeah. So. I love this so much. It's great. Mm. Are we I done? We always say this, but oh my god, it is so good. Yeah. Are we done? Yes. Okay. Onwards. Okay. Moving. Well, well, well. Moving on. Mr. Bond. <laughs> 13, four, 15 seconds in and we're already... <laughs> I'm already sighing. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so getting back into the swing of things, obviously can't speak at the minute because it's been a little while. That's how it works. If you don't do a podcast, you just can't speak. Um, so basically. Yeah, because we don't talk to each other normally. When no, it's just silence. It's just complete silence. Yeah. Uh, we just, just sit here and look at each other and go, mm, okay, I'm going in my room now. Yeah, it's very awkward. Uh, we we don't actually ever communicate. You see, uh, when we want food, uh, we actually communicate via eyebrows. Yeah, raise which them. you can't see. Mm. Um. So this is the only time we talk, and obviously because of the coronavirus i've had no reason to talk so you know that's why he trapped. can't talk exactly. at the moment that bit went on for far too long so let's let's actually talk about what we're here to talk about then so um of course that is 
Um, well, actually, you don't know what that is. It's a surprise. Boo! Surprise. Um, so, it's actually, we're going to be talking about Fear Street Part 1, the first movie of the trilogy. 1994. Yeah. Um, I remember it well. Did you say you were 19? I was 19. I was your age back then. Mm. Yes. So, yeah. So, you know, not not wildly out for the people in the in the film, the main characters. Yeah, because it's a teen slasher film. Mm. I mean, it's 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 an eighteen, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, a bit of background. Then we are not we're not au fait with the the Fear Street books. Um, Ooh, fancy. Thank you. Um, I've. I mean, obviously, I know about them. I've heard of them. I knew of them. I didn't. Um, I was totally parfait of the <laughs> street books. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I knew about them. I mean, obviously, they were long before my time, really. But hanging about in the sort of YouTube sphere and, you know, watching booktube stuff, you do tend to pick up a few things and... One of them was that. Um, so, obviously, I mean, it's interesting because I'd say, like, the Fear Street books are quite well liked. They're quite nostalgic for a lot of people. But they're not, they're nowhere as big, I don't think, as, obviously, you know, the R.L. Stein other thing, the Goosebumps books. Um, I suppose because of the wider audience. Yeah, because I actually heard of the Goosebumps ones. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Goosebumps... For all lady, I mean, it's kids, but you know. Um, whereas this, I think the Fear Street books were more aimed at teens. I may yeah. be mistaken, but I think they are. So this is, so this isn't wildly out the the film. Like it is, oh, they had definite books, but probably not quite this this grotesque. I was going to say, I think it's probably for like teenagers who had the books when they were young teenagers who are now eighteen and above. Um, or, you know, well, I mean, or maybe 17, I would, 18. Well, I, I mean, I'd say, you know, people grew up with books. I mean, were they 90s? So probably early adulthood now, aren't they? Most people who read them as kids, I'd say. Wow. Did that, so, I mean, I hadn't heard of them, so I didn't realise that. Yeah, they're not um, new. No, I didn't realise they were that old, though, because... Like, you know, that's only, like, a few years out for me I, at that age. I should say, age. I don't actually know when they came out. Um, I can't think off the top of my head. But I, I can't remember. But, obviously, why did you think they were selling them in the bookshop in the 1994, right at the beginning? Oh, I've forgotten about that. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the free... The free Sorry, free I don't use trilogy. my brain... No. When when we're not on the podcast, so that's why my brain. I like is to rusty. pickle it. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. So the Fear Street uh, trilogy, I guess we call it. Um, so the first two films are out. We've only watched the first one. Um, I've annoyed Mum by not watching the second one yet. I know. So, I really want to watch the second one because yeah, I really enjoyed the. So first there's one. three. There's 1994. It goes backwards. Uh, then what's it? 19, uh, 1970. I think it's 78, was it? Yeah, probably. And then 1666, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, 
big jump there. Mm. Um, now, I don't think it's following one book. I think it's taking ideas from a few of them. Um, again, as I say, I don't know much about the Fear Street books, so I can't say. But from the people who know, um, especially, I, I think this is sort of in the same, similar sort of vein of like, you know, the that other film that came out that was based on the popular anthology book horror stories um from was that story you tell in the dark was that the one you probably probably um so yeah let's actually talk about because it it's six minutes in and we haven't talked about the film so it's a slasher it's very very fun it's massive fun i loved all the characters yeah they were messy chaotic brilliant fun um, you know, they're not... It's they're interesting, not, yeah. because I, I've seen... When I was, like, putting it on, all I'd seen was good things, because I was on Twitter, and I'd I'd see one or two people go, oh, it's really good, you know, and so I was like, oh, I need to stick that on, because I was quite excited for it. And then I looked on other places, and I was like, oh, this isn't quite as well-loved as I thought it was. But no, it's really good. Um, And the complaints, I'm sort of like, eh. Um, you know, they feel a bit... What uh, were the complaints? What What did people say? Um, oh, let, Let's jump into that, shall we? Even though we haven't actually talked about our feelings very much. So, um, I mean, the biggest yeah, let's, ones... Let's drag it. Let's drag it. The biggest ones, I think, that I saw were complaints on the fact that um, it was sort of very heavily, oh, it's the 90s, look, there's music from the 90s, which I find kind of stupid because plenty of other things that have been acclaimed do that, and we haven't had the same complaints, so it's a bit <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my major complaint for the first series. Um, I think I've said this before, but I don't like the first series of Stranger Things. Um, I think it's not good. Um, that's a very, very kind way of putting it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you really disliked it. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And uh, obviously I did get a lot of nostalgia for that because I, you know, I remember the 80s. Yeah. And also all the 80s films that it was like referring to and all that sort of thing. And this again, love, I love it, I love it, the 90s, oh yes! So again, I have known a soldier for the 90s, did not grow up in the 90s, um, but this worked for me, um, and I think it kind of plays into the fun of it, um, and also like, so yeah, there's the music, which is 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 great. There's music and there's old computers, but it doesn't lean really, really heavily. That was what I was thinking. Computer. I didn't really understand where people come from, to be honest. But you know, I mean, it's like you know, yeah, of course, you know, you got a bit of Radiohead in there, and uh, you know, you you you're doing your emo thing. Um, <laughs> I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo. Okay, we know the where you as well from. is. The thing as well is. The trucks themselves didn't play that long in the film. No. Like, you had, like, a, what, like, five-minute segment, or, like, not even five-minute, like, a, a minute segment of it, and then it was, like... 
it's an old Moving computer. There's an old um, Walkman as well that he was listening to. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, but the film itself, so it is kind of interesting. And I think it, I think it takes elements and also... I think there is a story that it is actually based on as well. So the basic principle of this one, um, uh, it's sort of basically set in shady... What's it? Shady Side. Yeah, I think so. Um, Sunnyvale and Shady Side or something yeah. like that, isn't it? I I keep wanting to say Shady Heights, but it's not Shady Heights, is it? No. Uh, Shady Side, yeah, because they say Shitty Side, don't they? Um. So yeah, anyway, so you've got you've got Shady Side, um, which has got a bad reputation among because the of all. Well, out of all everywhere apparently because. All the murders, all the mass murderers are there. They're just killing everybody. In, yeah, in Shadyside. Sunnyvale is like the typical teen um, film. No, Shady. Sunnyvale is the other yes, side. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, in contrast to Shady oh, right. side, there's Sunnyvale, which is like your typical teen um, sort of, uh, you know, that, that would be where you get like, your teen uh, rom-coms or whatever happening and shady side you've got is is just like this dark abysmal place where everyone dies all the kids are like no hopers they're like dealing drugs or you know looking after their deadbeat parents and, and I mean stuff to like be that. fair Sunnyvale seems a bit of a dump as well because all the Sunnyvalers seem a bit of dickheads well, no, they're all dickheads but that's you know, that is the thing, isn't it? They're all, like, really over overprivileged dickheads. Mm. Um, so, yeah. They're very we... white on that side, aren't they? Yeah. So, uh, basically, we're following... Um, I mean, it's, it's kind of an ensemble. Like, there's a load of people. But yeah. our, our main character for the, for the first bit of the film, and, and it is our main character, is... And I've already forgotten her name. What is her name? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I told you we should have got the page up. Well, no, because then it'll play the music and stuff. I don't want it to play. It's annoying. Netflix is going, oh, look, let me show you the, the thing. Oh, God. Right, okay, hang um, on. I'm going I to I know this Sam. So Sam Sam is her girlfriend. Yeah, but what's her ex. name? Well, on and off again. Um, yeah, what's what's it, her what's name? What's it called again? Fear Street 1994. What's her name? This is riveting, this is. This is riveting, riveting stuff. And... Oh, my God. What are you doing? Why are you going well, there? Just... I'm going on IMDb. Just shut up. Right, go Seriously. Down. Go down. I'm right, there we go. Down. Her name is... Dina. Dina. Right. Is it? Yes, it's I Dina. I don't remember. Okay. Yes, and I do remember her being called Dina. Okay. <laughs> I'm terrible. She's great. Anyway, so um, yeah, so we got we got Dina. Um, who's who's the other kid? What in the same house? Yeah. Josh. Her. I'm I'm guessing he's her brother. I think so. Um. So yeah. So we. We're following them, mate. Oh, God, this is so messy. <laughs> well, no, 
much like our char- our beloved characters in the film. So Dina, well, you, you start off and it's like Scream because you've got Heather who's working in a mall in, in, in the, you know, in the... She's a mall rat. Yeah. Mall rat. And, uh, and, you know, there's like this mass murder goes on in there. <laughs> a little mass murder goes on. A little, a little mass little murder. A little bit of mass murder with like a mass killer running around on the rampage. Um, you know... And then you move on to Dina, who is writing, obviously just split up with someone, don't know who, gives you a little fake out because it's got the person has a gender neutral name. Yeah. Sam. Well, you see the guy first and it's supposed to be like, oh. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're going to assume that it's him that she, but no, no, that's Peter. Peter the shit stirrer. Peter the massive arsehole. Yes. Who probably disappears after the, the, the crash as well. Peter the oh, prick. no, he dies, doesn't he? I forgot, he dies. He gets... Peter the prick. He dies. He dies. Um, Peter the prick. Mm. Actually, that's quite a good summarisation of this film. People die. Quite literally, everyone dies, nearly. Everybody's dead, Dave. Exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, then there's there's also there's like uh, two people that they go to school with. Now, hang on, let me just find them. So we've got Ryan. Is that right, Ryan? Tor- no, hang on. That's no, that's the person. No, that's no, someone. that's that's, that's, that's the, in. He's in the, the skull. He's in the in the. He he's um what's well. he called? I keep forgetting. He's how skeletal. To... Yeah, I keep <laughs> I keep forgetting how to pronounce more because we always used to call it Mal in the nineties because we didn't live in America, so yeah, it sounds weird. Um, right now, hang on, hang on, Mal, Kate, Kate, who is awesome. Yeah, we love Kate. We love Kate. She is brilliant. And who's the other one? And the other one is... Let me just find him. <laughs> Jesus. I'll know him when I see him. No, that's not no, him. No, I know. I'm just... Well, I can't see. My bloody eyesight is terrible. Jesus Christ. It's not... He's not further along that way. Go the other way. Go the other way. Go the other way. <laughs> I really hate you. <laughs> Hello, Peter. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, I hate you. I hate you. This is just us saying we hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. This is terrible. Right, hang on, hang on, hang on. I will find him. I will find him. And he was also awesome. It's not him, is it? That was what I was thinking. Is it Simon? It doesn't look like him, but then it might be. It probably is, because obviously they do well, do good with makeup and stuff, don't they? Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so I'm so confused. We should have definitely looked at this beforehand. Because I mean we're into bit parts now, so you know. I, I think it probably was Simon. Swimmin. Swimmin. Oi, Swimmin. 
So he says, that must be him. God, he doesn't look anything like him. It's for fun. His hair is. He's got to grow his hair out. And he's got a very hairy chest, by the way. Yes. Yes. Anyway, so our point was... It just was, made me laugh. It was funny. Our point was, it's oh a very fun God. film. Um, I really enjoy it as well, because like, you, you've obviously got, you know, um, as you find out sort of what's going on, also, obviously, with us, major spoilers, but as you find out what's going on, um, that, like, you've got this witch at the centre of it um, from back in, you know, obviously... 1666. Yeah, we find, you know about this witch um who's basically controlling like she basically all the serial Sarah killers basically yeah all the serial killers come sort of back to this all walking dead basically yeah um she's controlling them and they're all hunting down uh sam um i keep wanting to say max it's not Ma why do i keep wanting to say max um anyway they, trying to hunt down sam she touched the bones and the chains and all that of um yeah she had like a nosebleed because there, there was like this whole thing where um they have like a bit of a set to at a memorial for the people in the in the mall and um and then uh sam's new boyfriend in inverted commas because she doesn't look that into him to be honest um basically Squeaky. is driving huh is is driving after the bus that everyone else is on from shady yeah, so i should say it's basically like the sunny veilers kick off basically yeah they're all being yeah they dicks. have a big fight yeah J just so you know what we're talking about because i don't know if we're making crash. it completely clear yeah and then, then there's a car crash and sam's in the car so and then she and gets out of she the gets car. out of the car she's got a nosebleed which, you know, after having a car crash, not surprising. Basically, it took all of her to say that, to say the same thing I just said, in which she touches the witch's bones. That's all you really need to know. You don't have to go for all of that. And then she sees Sarah Fear. Exactly. And Sarah Fear wants all of her blood. Exactly. Well, I mean, sort of. I mean, it's kind of... Well, that's what they They think. sort of explain it like it's like a shark. They smell... They're like, oh, we come after, you know, and when she's dead, you know. Because, obviously, the way they finish it, like, it's not like they remove all her blood, because, obviously, they can't do. But, like, you know. Exactly. Um. Anyway, so... God, yeah, this is really weird. I think this has got, like, people from other episodes in it on here that's Episode, why it's you need other movies other movies well this is why it's so confusing um yeah anyway they they meet up with um like so the people who've who've like uh committed crimes over the years so it's kind of like it as well in that respect in that the same thing sort of seems to keep happening over and yeah. over again but it is different killers um each time um, well basically it's a hotbed for serial killers it's all messed up um but it's like it's kind of like like it in the fact that it's like oh you know this thing um it's from the past keeps coming back and you know um 
they got to try and stop it, you know, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it, it's good. It's good fun. Um, you got some nice gory moments, some it nice sound, It sounds terrible the way we've described it, but it's great. Watch it. Just let me do my thing. What? what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, it's got some nice gory deaths. It's got some nice gory deaths. Um, it's quite funny as well. Like, uh, again, the, the character's great. I did Massive some... spoiler warning, though, beca- um, for me now. Um, because, like, I'm, like, really gutted because Kate obviously bit the dust, but her death was amazing. Yes. Yeah. You... Okay, funny story about that. So as I was watching it, I happened to go onto Twitter and have a little look. And so I actually saw that those two characters, Kate and the other <gasps> you one... You knew they were going to die! die just before it happened. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? Well, I just happened to stumble upon it. Anyway. Whereas I sat here, I sat here and literally grabbed my, the sides of my face and screamed when it happened. I just went, ah! Yeah, literally. Um, and she's always bursting my eardrums and giving me headaches, you know. Um, but yeah, so it, it was quite funny because I was, I was like, oh, and then it happened. Um, and I was like, oh, so that was fun. I was gutted. I was gutted. I'm not going to lie. I was gutted. She, she was a great character. Very sad to see yeah. her go. She did have a great death though. She did have an amazing death. So at least there's that, you know. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> That that that's If if I'm gonna go out I wanna go out with my head in a fucking slicer. Meat slice thingy, isn't it? Or some sort of thing. I don't know. It must be must be something pretty strong. Like, well I think I think it's a meat slicey thing. Well it probably was, but I don't I just don't know. I don't know. Or a bread like, slicey. Well yeah, I, I was like it, it could be a bread slicer, but then it probably wouldn't need to be quite that also it went surely if you're cutting bread you go you can't see what I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) you can just hear you can just hear me going yeah but it was like indifferent it was separate slices yeah but it was like it was like forward not like it was forward you put the bread through sideways (laughs) yeah but it wasn't wide enough it was only wide enough for a head how yeah, but that's a small loaf of bread. Don't talk rubbish. Anyway. You can swear if you want. <laughs> you can say bollocks. Bollocks. Um, anyway, it might have been, it might not have been. Anyway, this, this sheriff dude, he seemed to know what was going on. So He I did. Think, he I dropped a piece of paper. He did. He did. He was like, it's happening again, which was like, really like it. Um, and... So then I'm like, oh, maybe he's going to be in, like, the next film, which is before. But I assume. as a kid, because he was Well, be... yeah, he wasn't very old, was he? he? No. I'm guessing he was... Nick Good. I reckon he was boy at the camp. Mm. At Camp Crystal... Sorry, no, Camp... Although, although... Camp Nightwing. Although, having said that... um. Do you actually think he was there? Because they did say that only one person survived. 
I think. Well, the per. But also, to be fair, we're saying this, but everybody people probably know. There was okay, so there was someone else who did survive, but but she actually died first. She did, yes. And then she survived. Yes. Because they brought her back to life, obviously. Mm. You know, a little bit of resuscitation. Mm. Um. So so basically, if she died and came back, so so basically, the only person that survived survived could have been him. Well, no, because I don't think that's how it works. Well, I don't know. It might have been. No, no, because when you're putting it in the newspaper, you don't go... Well, technically, the only person who survived through the whole fucking thing was was this guy, not the person who died and then came back to life. Now I really want to watch the next one and see if it's my way or your way. Well, yeah, but the reason they know about it... so. Obviously, they say, oh, yeah, she died and then you brought her back to life. But they go, she was the only... You wouldn't say she's the only survivor. (laughs) She wasn't the only survivor. Maybe they didn't know about him, though. Possibly. Maybe they didn't know. I love the fact we're talking about this. It's, It's there. Like, we're talking about this, like, like the speculation is big, like, you know, like, oh... Come on, guys, join it. It's like, no, you, you probably already know. Well, you might do. Uh, but don't don't tell us if you do. Don't spoil us. How are they going to tell us? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the point where <laughs> they actually... Through the magic of... The, this is through the, the magic of the podcast. This is the one point where they actually get in touch with us, isn't it? It's like... And go, oh, right, you spoil everything for us, so now we're going to spoil it for you. Well, no, that wouldn't work because... Well, I guess they could watch it, but, like, you know... Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm watching it tonight, so... No, I'm not. Well, you can, but I'm not. <gasps> How dare I'm you? I'm savouring it. Plus, the next one is on Friday. So do you want to wait... Wait, wait? Why? <laughs> do you want to wait two days? <laughs> or do you want to wait three days? I don't know how many days. My days are all over the place. Anyway. That's all I'm saying. Well, don't forget, we've got mischiefs. Mischiefs? Yes, but also tomorrow is Wednesday and is mischief on a Wednesday? I can't remember. No. Exactly. So watch it on a Wednesday. It's on a Thursday. Exactly. It's on a Thursday and I'm not talking to you anymore because boo. Boo to you. Right. I think that's enough of this discussion. Um, moving on, I guess. All right then. So finally, it's time to find. And I should say this is a long time coming because we've literally been saying, you know, uh, we had the whole update thing. Yes, this is past update. Uh, quite a while past update. So finally, it's inside number nine time. Inside number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number, number nine. nine. Um, number nine. Yeah, so number it's nine. inside number nine time. Although I do kind of want to, you know, um, bring the mood sort of slightly down a little bit. Um, because I, I thought I'd say... A farewell. Yeah, 
because, um, so you may have heard in the background a lot, or even if you've watched the YouTube channel, you may have seen her. Um, we, we keep talking about Jinx, a hamster, and she's pa sadly passed away. She's gone to that great floor in the sky where she can run around and yeah. not be constantly told, no Jinx, not there. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was, um, she was a lunatic. <laughs> so, yes. Um, she was a nutcase with a hamster ball. Mm, she was a nutcase, just all in all, really. Yeah, totally. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, I thought I'd say that. She was a fantastic hamster, and we will miss her, sadly. Yeah, we'll miss her. She's great. Um, yeah, anyway, so... <laughs> so, um... What was it the the twenty sixth today, isn't it? So what was it the the twenty? It was the twenty fifth. Yeah, there you go. Um, so anyway, um, on to inside number nine. So we're finally talking about the last two episodes of inside number time. Number time. Uh, number nine, which are. How do you plead? And last night the promise, which is actually quite a good grouping because they kind of, they kind of got a sort of weirdly sort of they mesh together quite nicely. Yeah, I don't know how to put it together, but yeah, they mesh together quite nicely. Yes. Um. So we'll talk about how do you plead first because that's the the, the fifth episode, the penultimate. Um. So, <laughs> gee, how do we set this one up? Um, basically, we're, um, again... There's a cranky old git who's basically, um, he's, he's obviously very, very ill, on his deathbed. Yeah, Webster. Um, so basically, yeah, it, it's another sort of very small cast again. Um, yeah. Which we like, you know, they've really mixed up this series with smaller ones and then bigger ones. And um, they've done quite a, full, quite a few small ones, though. Um, and this one is really, it's just, uh, Reece Shearsmith and then, um, I've forgotten his name, but he's right. What's his name? What's his name? What's his, what's his name? Is it Derek Jacobi? Yes. Yes. Right. Der Derek Jacobi, um, as Webster, who is a dying man, who... He is, used to be a lawyer. Yeah. He's this pro prolific lawyer who, um, you know, had this sort of winning streak of, of, you know, winning every case he had. Um, and and so Steve Pemberton is the lift guy. He's the lift guy. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, and so basically, I mean, they're basically in, like, a hotel for dying people almost. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a very, it's, it's sort it's of like, like a... It's like a very nicely set up place. Um, yeah. You know, it's his birthday. It is. So, basically, we open up uh, Reece Shearsmith's character. He he enters... Um, oh! Oh, is this... So, hang on. No, I'm going to do this at the end. Sorry. I just went, oh, because I suddenly thought of something. But, yeah. No, carry on. What did you think of? I can't say now because no. I'm going to give away things. Well, we're going to give away things anyway. No, I know, but I want to do it in the right order. Well, it doesn't matter, because really, we shouldn't just be telling the story, you know. But yeah, anyway, so... Um, 
it's quite an interesting one actually um this one i really love this one i don't i love this one i don't think this is my favorite of the series but it is very good um and it's sort of it it does this thing that they're very good at where it seems like it's one thing and then becomes a completely another thing and once you've watched it the first time and you watch it again you can sort of see those threads you know they you know they're very good at this you know um, yeah they are they're, they're i mean obviously fantastic at doing that of you know yeah um it's incredible I, I no matter how many times i say it i will say it again it is incredible how they do it in like what half an hour mm, yeah and and you're just like how do they do that it's incredible mm. Because it's like a fully fleshed out story with little threads and intricacies. One thing I will say is, because obviously the thing with a lot of them, I, I feel like they've kind of become known, like Inside Number 9 has kind of become known. Uh, it's a bit like um, Tales of the Unexpected or another sort of anthology sort of thing where, oh, you know, there's going to be a sting in the tail, there's going to be a, a surprise. But the thing I think that they do really well is that really a lot of these things are just, you know, they will flip the story on its head. They'll show you an element you haven't thought of before. Um, and also, obviously, they'll do a twist uh, in other ways. It's, you know, just a, a genuine proper twist. But I, I do think they do like to play with the structure of a story. Yeah. Um this one is particularly good. I mean, first of all, let's get it out of the way. Uh, Derek Jacoby is great in, in the role. Um, yeah, he, he's a cantankerous he, old bastard and he's so, you know, I mean, you, you know, you, you know. Yeah, exactly. You've known those people. Yeah. Um, and Ruth Shisman's character is great as well. Um... It's also very, very uh, creepy, this one. There's a nice atmosphere to it. it um, is, especially yeah. with... So, like, in, in some episodes, you do still get a feel for, like, more of a space. But with this, it's very cramped. Like, you've got the bedroom, which is mainly set in. And then you've also got the bit outside of the bedroom. And it's like, even though it's all really nice and it's this this really nicely appointed hotel, mm. there's still all the trappings of, like, basically it's a hospital room. Mm, you exactly. Know, IVs and, and little Yeah, it, it, it and... kind of feels claustrophobic, even though it's not a nasty... Like, you know, it's, it's got that feeling of sort of being stuck there, unable to escape. Yeah. Um... Which is very good for when sort of the twist comes in at the end. Um, it's also very good because I think a lot of people have suddenly come to realise what it's like to be trapped in that situation. You know, tra trapped it not yeah. in that situation, but trapped in a in a, in a room, room and yeah. or in a you know in a small space because mm. you know our houses are getting smaller and smaller. Let's face it. Um, mm. You know, even if you have a big home, I mean, in comparison to the idea, like, you know, even if you have a relatively large home, like when the lockdown and everything happened and, you know, and all, all this sort of stuff, um, even then, the relative largeness to actual, the, the actual, like, overall world, to freedom, 
you know, it can feel very condensed then. Like, you know, you don't, you know, have, yeah. have space. Especially if you're living with multiple people as well. Yeah. Um, you know. I mean, like I've said constantly throughout the whole thing, it's such a good job that we get on really well. Mm. And also that we are both the same people who need our own space. Mm. Um, but then really enjoy having time together as well. Yeah. You know. So yeah, no, uh, but this is the it, it. It's a good. It's a good episode. I really enjoy it. But let let's get on to the twisty woo. The so twisty woo. Yeah, because that's what now this has it's multiple a little twists. Bit of a twisty woo. This has multiple twists. Let's face it. It does. Yeah. Um. So the first big one is the obvious one that I was kind of alluding to. If you've seen the episode, you know what I was talking about when I said it sort of turns the story up on its top uh, bottom whatever it, it, it you know it it transforms it um and that is that our the webster the dying man the per- person who uh you know whatever um he actually made a deal with the devil basically yes um sold his soul for, for success and so riches basically at this point now um, he's got to the end of that time where he's basically supposed to be going down to hell, I guess. Um, it's interesting, <laughs> though. It's, I mean, I found it a really interesting thing in that um, rather than selling your soul to the devil and then enjoying life right up until the moment you die, um, it's like it gives him um, like a, a foretaste of of things to come because it's like... You know, you're very, very sick. Mm. And well, I find it interesting, actually, because it I, I feel like it's more sort of like... So, you have the time limit, and it's like... So, he comes just before you're, you die, yeah. as it were, you know? Um, which I, I, I find that fairly interesting. Yeah. Um, as an as a, as a idea. Um, but then, the other twist, which... Um, kind of comes at you. Now, I, I feel like it's fairly obvious once you know it. But, um, this, the, because you can sort of see the, the seeds planted kind of thing. But it's, um, so through, through the episodes, um, so we actually have to set the groundwork here in case you have not watched the episode. I mean, again, why, why would you listen to this if you haven't? But if you, you know, just to set the groundwork. Everyone's the same, don't they? Yeah. Through the episodes, um, or if you need a refresh, basically. Anyway, through the episodes, we're getting to know this Rishi Smith's character, who is, you know... Uh, he's he's the nurse. He's who's the looking nurse. after Webster. Yeah. And um, he's Webster's so, favourite nurse. Yeah. Um, um, and so, so basically, you know, he's doing all the sort of Ivy and blah, blah, blah. And um, everyone keeps calling him this angel. He's an angel because yeah, he's, uh, he's like really, he doesn't um, let the guy browbeat him. You know, he's, he he has a continually joking mm. um, sort of manner yeah, with but, him, even when he's being basically horrible. Basically, it's sort of reinforcing like, we don't know, he's, he's kind of sweet, he's funny, blah, 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 you know. Um, so we like him, the guy likes him. So... Initially, there's kind of this twist where uh, Webster, when he sees the devil, um, he basically kind of gets 
the nurse to sort of prove himself to be as nice as he is, basically, in a way, to sort of show, hey... Um, yeah, he's because... going to step in front of the bullet and say, look, you know, please, please give this man another chance. Mm. Um, but basically, Webster basically backstabs him by sort of going, um, like a substitution, basically. He goes, take his soul instead. He's much nicer. He'll burn a lot better. He'll burn um, so much brighter. Exactly. So, so that kind of is the initial twist. Uh, as well, the other initial twist. But then, so through the episode as well, getting to know him, Reese, the character, tell <laughs> it's not called Reese, but the, the character he's playing, he tells this story of why he became the nurse, why he became a nurse, why he came into the profession, um, which is basically that when he was at school, he was young, um, he was a bully. Um, who, so I think he shoved. No, there was a bully and he choked on a that's tangerine. It. Yeah. That, that was the, you know. Yeah, so he choked on a tangerine. He, he like couldn't get it out. So upset the, the guy, he the, save the bully died. Yeah. We have to make that clear because the yeah, bully died. Yeah, the bully died. died. Um, and so, so yeah. And then obviously he gets a vision of seeing the bully, blah, blah, blah. So then... But then they pull the rug from out under you. <laughs> then, um, then I will pull the rug out from under you in a minute. <laughs> then um, I pull this seat cushion out from underneath you. Then basically uh, he's about to go, he goes in the elevator because he's about to be taken down. And he basically goes to the devil. He's like, well, I'm not that good. And it's sort of like this exchange, and then suddenly Webster is in the elevator, which is basically gonna, you know, plummet and take plummet to down to the bowels of hell. Exactly. Um, and so it turns out that actually Reese's character was the bully, and he shoved a the tangerine down, down this guy's throat and killed him. Basically. Yeah, and um, not only that, but he he kind of. He he sort of said he killed him for for like the hell of it, you know. Mm. He he sort of, you know, it's a really vicious, vicious thing. So he's much worse than the guy who just got off a load of villains. Mm, exactly. You know, he actually is the villain. Uh, we should actually we should actually clarify here because we haven't actually talked about that bit. Because cause you're saying that and they're like, huh? If they've not watched it. So, yeah, the 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 court guy, the, you know, Webster, um, when he, so when he sold his soul, you know, to get better at this thing. He was a criminal defence lawyer, basically. Yeah. He basically um, got this case that everybody knew he was the, you know, it seemed it like a clear-cut case. It seemed like yeah. a clear-cut case. And so he thought, uh, I'm going to lose. But then he got a piece of evidence that basically provided, you know, an alibi. Turns out, obviously, that it was not real. It was, it was fake. And he'd let this guy off who was actually, you know. And obviously, it's kind of presumed that he's done this a lot like this is you know through his career he's done it kind of thing yeah 
past that point. So, uh, yeah, you know, he is pretty terrible as well. <laughs> Neither of them are good people. Um, no, they're, they're both really, you know, morally reprehensible, to be honest. Mm. Um, although, you know, obviously the nurse has turned over a leaf. He was a child, I suppose, but yeah, it's still... It's, uh, to be honest, it kind I mean, you know, not that you want to invoke um, any sort of real-life things, but there have been, obviously, child killers, mm. and the response to that in, in the long term is that everyone loathes them. Mm. As much as... Um, so it's really interesting, actually, because I think that people find more abhorrent child killers and female killers than they do, like, um, just your, your average yeah. white man killer. And I don't think it's because they're, you know, it, because it is more... It's just because it's it just is such a shock to the system, isn't it? It's like, you know, um, mm. you know children are supposed to be innocent, women are supposed to be nurturing, um, all those you know cliches of everything and it's like you know it is really just like yeah an offense against nature as such uh yeah so i i do want to just talk about um steve pemberton as the devil which is great i love his eyebrows <laughs> yeah uh that seems like a weird thing to say but he's great eyebrows in this yeah um devilish mm-hmm uh, I must say, it, it's really fun to watch him play play it, you know, and it's quite a... Quite a it's pre- restrained. Yeah. It is restrained, and um, I love that. I do like the underlying thing in it, actually, that you can kind of get a sense that he's really enjoying this. He is. He's so... This is the thing. It's very restrained, but you can see how gleeful he is. And yeah, like, enjoying. The, you can get the idea that like the devil here is. Oh, like my favourite going... bit though is when <laughs> when um, Rishi Smith's character goes up to yes, what is it, Mister Mistopheles? Yes. Yeah. Oh no, that's cats. <laughs> Sorry, that that cracked me up. That yeah. did so much. Um, but yeah, there there was there are some fun moments in here. Um, and I, I, I actually, I think the unfolding mystery of it as well, because it, it does sort of, it starts as a character piece and then sort of becomes a bit of a mystery because you're like, what, you know, he's obviously got some secrets here and then it becomes obviously the stuff of the devil and it, it's great. It sort of unfurls slowly, but wonderfully and it, it's, it's it, really well done. Yeah, that's a really good word to describe it actually. It's unfurling. So you've got this like surface layer and it unpeels itself really slowly mm. and it's just like oh and it is splendid yeah it really is yeah um so should we go on to the second episode? i'm quite gleeful of that one actually to be fair because i you know that that that's right up my alley i love yeah. that Love a bit of should, that. We, should we go on to the second episode? Yeah, we'll go on to the second episode. So, last night of the proms. So, last night of the proms, the final episode of, what was it, series six? Series six of Inside Number Nine. So, this one, basic setup, very easy, kind of like it, it says what it does on the tin, really, sort of. So, it uh, centers on um, sort of, kind of like a family gathering. 
It is a family gathering. Um, (laughs) It is a family gathering. It is, but like, you know, they're not very, you know. Um, But anyway. Well, no, it is a family gathering because like a lot of people will know that when you get a family gathering... All the tensions will come out. Yeah, yeah. No, I was more joking about, oh, you know. But anyway, um, never mind. It didn't work out. So anyway, okay. so we've got... Zwoosh! <laughs> well, no, it's fine. I, you know, I played it terribly anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so, so, so we've got a few main characters. We've got um, the most important beings. We've got Dawn... Mick, who were hosting the thing, which is at their house, um, the annual proms party. Uh, then you've got yeah, go quickly go into the thing. So yeah, can you go? And you haven't got the app, do you? I do. Um, it's a lot easier to do on the app. That's the thing. Oh no! Should I download it? I'll well, download that's gonna it. take a little while though, isn't it? Well, it doesn't take that long. Um, so anyway, you've got Dawn and Mick, and then you've got re- uh, so um, Mick is. Uh, Steve Pemberton's role. Then you've got Reece Shearsmith's character. I've forgotten his name. Uh, then you've got Oliver. I know him, uh, who's the kid of uh, Reece Shearsmith's, Reece Shearsmith's yeah. character. character. And then the the uh, is it his and Penny? Is Penny, who is Reece Shearsmith's wife mm. in this? Yeah. Um, not a very happy marriage. No. Um, and then you also have um. The, the the dad the 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 you know um and I've forgotten his name. Oh my god, I've got to actually make an account. No, you don't. Oh right, okay. I had to before. Just go. Not now. Oh my god, will you stop asking me things? Well, it's because you've gone on for the first time. It's your own fault. <laughs> Thanks. Right, go episode guide. Episode guide. Episode guide. Right, go on to series six. Right, then go down to the bottom. Go on to that. Then go down to characters. I like this. There oh, we go. Good. Yeah. So you've got uh Reese Shismuth who plays Brian. There we go. Brian. Yeah. Jack Wolf is Oliver. Steve Pemberton is Mick. Sarah mm-hmm. Parrish is Dawn. Julian Glover is Ralph. Um, who is the um, father of Penny and Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, not going to say anything else. And um, also then there is also a, a character who is outside of the family called Yusuf. Yes, who sort of turns by, up. Uh, Bamshad Abedi Amin. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so, so the... The ground level for this is they're hosting, you know, uh, the proms. Um, yes, party. last night at the proms. So, you know, I mean, um, you know, this is... It's, it's they're watching on the TV. They've, so, got, they've got the nibbles. So, for the, for the Americans um, in, the, in the audience, you may or may not know, or last else. night of the proms is quite a big thing in for like people in the UK who who yeah and I did think it was quite funny because it is like the um classic FM um people who listen to all the like you know the very popular classical music most mm. of the time and you know I have been known to tune in from time to time occasionally in the past so 
know, I, I'm not being, I'm not being a music snob. No. <laughs> and I don't know what all the pieces are called either. No. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you've basically got this... this no one. no shade to the classic music lovers there, out there, you know. No, no, no. Um, Unless no you're an towards asshole. towards me, to be fair. Because um, I know nothing. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I mean, so you've got this family dynamic, um, obvious, obvious tensions straight away, because you've got... Um, God, what's his name again? Mick and Brian... Um, are clearly at each other's throats anyway. Well, I'd say, and, and well, I'd say Brian and Dawn more than Mick. Mick sort of tries yeah, to stay out of, of it. Yeah, he's actually kind of cute, isn't he? Yeah, we kind of like Mick. Like he's 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 kind of squidgy. Mm, he's he's kind of. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's this whole thing of. Um, so I think it's brilliantly done. Because... I mean, I think it's a rather interesting one as well because um, so. Really, Mick is the only one who tries to get on the same level and page with Oliver, the the kid who's yeah got you know earphones in and on his phone and that. Um, uh, we've got Dawn and Brian. Brian is basically just he's a massive the worst. dickhead. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a massive dickhead. He's a music snob. He he's very very basically horrible to everyone. He is basically the worst kind of remainer in the world. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, let let's let's say it as it is. I mean, they do talk about it anyway in the whole thing in that um this is very much a a Brexit Britain reflection of um, you know, yeah. it's, 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 you've got your Remainers and you've got your Brexiteers. Yeah. So I'd say the two mains here is Brian and Dawn. They're kind yeah. of playing off each other. So you've got Brian, Brian, who was kind of the worst type of, of, of leavers. And then you've got Dawn, who was obviously, no, uh, yeah, a Remainer, sorry. And then you've got Dawn, who was obviously a Brexiteer, a, a leader, you know, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Well, once, is... once the, 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 you know, the, the. She um, hates she hates all the flags. She thinks she's got a country back and she hates any foreigners. Yeah, don't want the immigrants um, in. Don't Leave, you know, you don't know. let them in. All, all that, that sort of, sort of you know, the, the general stuff that was sold sold with Brexit basically. Yeah. Um and also sold, you got the sold on the shop who, front. It's like, what do you want? What do you want? Um You've got the father who <laughs> fought in the war who um, who now just sits and spouts obscenities. And the thing is, it's interesting because I, I always wonder whether they're sort of, what they're saying is that that's actually, you know, that is the root of us, basically. Mm. We just go back to those, you know, because that's kind of the, the stuff that he's spouting is stuff that children spout. Mm. You know, boobies and big, hairy bush I haven't really heard from kids much. But, you know, same thing. I don't know. Fanny. That sort of thing, you know. Mm. Um, I mean, to be fair, I feel like that, like, um, just kind of reminds me of South Park, actually. With the big hairy, hairy bush. But yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway. So, it then becoming kind of, the tensions rise and rise and rise. Uh, we've got the stuff with, um, so we've also got the stuff with, uh, we say Yusuf? Yusuf yeah. and Penny. Yeah. Um. 
which we'll discuss in a little while. Um, what? Yeah, before we get right, on Right, to... anyway, uh, so sorry about that little pause. Mum just had to go to the loo. Uh, right. You were trying to keep that under wraps, weren't you? Yes, I was. <laughs> thanks, thanks. I just that. wanted to blast it because it was... It was I needed a way! It was quite funny, actually, because um, during the middle of my, my speaking, she was like, can we stop it? Can we stop it? Can we stop it? I need to go for a week. <laughs> Which you may well have picked up anyway. Probably. So, um, <laughs> yeah. In which case, yes, I went for a wee. I was busting. Mm. Even though I'd only just been. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> her, her bladder is, is, is kind of ridiculous. It's old. It's, it's old. It's, going, it's old and <laughs> saggy. Help me, like, <laughs> like, like, like the fly. Um, well, also, I'm drink. I'm trying to drink more. Well, that's always good, isn't it? Uh, yes, uh, keep hydrated, folks. Yeah. So, anyway. Before we go on to um, Penny and Yusuf, I just want to say that also Dawn is a massive dick. Yes, she is. I, I think, okay, I didn't say that, but she is. No, because we, we mentioned Brian quite a lot. but she's Although, a I, well, dick. no, I think she we kind of alluded like, to what we thought of her, to be fair. Which she is, what is we were like saying. the worst kind of little Englander Brexit dick. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That I can't stand. Um, I do find it interesting as well because we sort of have those two standing off and it kind of then sort of not only revolves around them but kind of also has like the people in the middle of it as well of like that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting because it does, it does really, really enlist that thing of like when you're at a family dinner and then, you know, an argument erupts because because of political differences yeah like it, it it captures that really really well um it does that really well as well because it it shows the hypocrisy as well mm. um you know which is why i think this is extremely good because it shows the hypocrisy of both sides um and you know and also the more moderate people and and their reactions to things as well, mm. because everyone says you know you and and like I you know I tend to be fairly left leaning, but I am not gonna say turn around and say I hate everyone who's on who who's not and who voted a certain way because there are lots of different things that happened and you can't just well I mean you know to my mind you can't just hate a whole swathe of people it's ridiculous the Brexit vote. I'm sorry, I'm ranting now, but the Brexit vote was pretty much half and half. So what has happened since then is insane. Mm. It could have gone either way. The fact that it went one way or the other is neither here nor there because it's basically 50-50. Mm. Anyway, back to the episode. So... Yeah. Um, this is very good, and it, it, it shows how good they are as writers, actually, that they can hold an episode with just really well-written dialogue. Um, 
you know, because a lot of it is just them, the, the small talk, the, the, little, the little things, you know. Um, but the also, little I mean, antagonisms. Yeah, exactly. But also, I mean, it shows how good they all are as actors as well. Like, yeah. everyone in this was great because, you know, you get to know each of them. And, and like you say, with only like half an hour, it says on there 29 minutes, with only like half an hour to, to, to do all of this, it's very well, you know, it, it's amazing how they can, you know, get you to know those characters. It's really so interesting as well because this episode is as divisive <clears throat> as the Brexit vote was. Mm. Um, yeah, you quite, know, quite a divisive truly, episode. Truly, mm. um, you know, people either love it or they hate it, it seems. Mm. Um, it was really funny because I was looking at a couple of reviews just before we did this and the first one was like, it's ending on a low note. You know, this is like the weakest link in the chain. And the second one said, it's ending on a high note. This is like a really good um, episode. So it's like, it that just shows you, this is the top two reviews that I was looking at. So yeah, weird. And both comedy um, digest sort of things online. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, you, you can see straight away, <laughs> Um, what's happened and how divisive it is. And I think that is definitely by design. I, I, do, I don't think that they would have gone into that at all, not knowing that it would be massively divisive. Well, I think this whole series has kind of been like that, really. Um, yeah. I, I, I think some people have really enjoyed it and some people have, have not so much. Yeah. I and mean, I think they sort of knew that that was kind of going uh, to happen. I think, actually, it's kind of interesting because they kind of almost allude to the idea that they know this is not going to be for everyone in the first episode with Wuthering Heist. Yeah. Like, the whole idea of that episode was, like, the, the fourth wall breaking and, and that that quote at the beginning of, like, you know, oh, it's series six where, you know... This um, is what I fucking love about them, though, is that they don't then pull their punch to appease anyone. <clears throat> They're like, you know, you can watch it if you want and you can love it or you can hate it if you want. Mm. Fuck you, this is what we're going to write. <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, no, it's, it's a really... I mean, this one does push the envelope. I mean, we've got... So Yusuf is... Um, he's... Um, well, we don't know where he's from, to be fair. But he's like he's wearing a white hoodie and, and trousers. He looks kind of like Jesus. Um, and, you know, he's obviously um, from another country, um, you know... He's, he's from another country. He's come up uh, in the UK. He's not... Um, he, he doesn't seem to have a good grasp of the English language. No, he, said, he so, well, says at the beginning, you know, English not good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but he's just sort of wandering around in the in the gardens of his he, he house. Was, yeah, and then he's let in by uh, Penny. Yeah, well, no, you see, this is the thing. Because he gets molested by Penny, basically. Yeah. Um, but what I mean is, at the beginning, he he's like Penny opens the door and lets. Him oh out. yeah, she opens the door. Thank and you. Lets him That's out. what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So during the sailor's hornpipe, Penny, whose relationship with Brian is definitely on the rocks because Brian appears to be a repressed homosexual anyway, um, mm. and uh, so so she she lets this Yusuf in, and. 
uh, during the sailor's hornpipe gets off on him. Mm. Um, which shows, I think, the um, fetishisation, I think, because she keeps going on about how lovely his skin is. Yeah. And, um, you know, all this sort of thing. It's, it's yeah, so it's it's very clearly a fetishisation of a certain um, section of the society who, who is like, oh, you know but they're so beautiful and all this sort of thing. And it's still othering. Mm. It's like, you know, and she doesn't really want to let him in the house or anything, but she's quite, you know, I'll give you a two pound coin earlier. Um, Have you followed me home? You know, she doesn't really know what to do with with, with the fact that this guy is there, Um, apart from get off on him. Um, Anyway, then he ends up inside the house. But most of them don't notice him to start. I mean, with. he is in like they didn't get off in the gardens. Like he is in the house. He's, he's in the porch. Yeah, mm. I think isn't he? Or well, it's not really kitchen no, it's not, porch or something like it's that. It's not a porch because when you say sort of porch, I'm more sort of thinking actually like the porch outside. It's more sort of it looks a bit like a conservatory or something. Yeah. Well, she's gone in there to get the water, hasn't she? Or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like off the kitchen, I think. Yeah. That that's yeah, like a glass thing off the kitchen. Um, a boot Thanks, room. That's really a boot room. Yeah, that's really <laughs> a mud room for America. I think that's what they call it in America, mud room. Do they? Yeah, a little room where you take off your muddy boots. Well, I don't know if you necessarily because it's not in the doorway. It's down the side. I don't think it's actually you know. Oh, I don't know. I think I might have misunderstood where exactly it was, to be fair. Well, no, because he's in the back... Because he's obviously in the back garden. We yeah. obviously see the front... Anyway, porch. this is not that important. The point is, he gets let in. It was you who was trying to describe it to the littlest detail. Well, okay. But anyway... <laughs> well, it's just like, you know... Then she... You know, she's not actually let him let him right into the house, and then he just sort of follows her in, um, and she's got two bottles of water. Well, I mean, if if you allow him into part of the house, and it's not actually like it is in the house. Okay, let's not have an argument about this bit anyway. So she's got I'm two not bottles an of argument, water. I'm just saying. So she goes it is into in the house. into because obviously, um, Oliver, her son, wants to have a drink. He's not allowed to have a drink because he's too young. He's he's at like six form or something like that. He doesn't look very old. No, I'd say he's probably like 17, 16, 17, 17 yeah. yeah. Um and so so she's just got him some mineral water to have instead. Ah in the meantime, <laughs> back in the house. Um, well, in the front room. The front room is not the house, it's just the front room. Okay, back in the front room then. <sighs> Um, yeah, so, you know, the, the, uh, last night problem is still going on. You still got Brian who's arguing about the importance of, um, the classical music, which is so funny because he's just like such a music snob and he doesn't really get the idea that you can just enjoy some, you know, because when, when people are writing music, you know, it, it's, 
it's an enjoyment thing as what well. you're supposed to actually enjoy it not just mm. know the words for it and be a miserable fucker Ooh, while you're listening yeah, the, to it there's whatever it is yeah yeah exactly um it might not have words but yeah it, <laughs> it does have words he, he's very you know yeah particular so he he can't stand it i mean he's, he's i'm pretty sure he's, he's a bit of a like a grammar nazi and all that as well you know? <laughs> oh god totally Totally, totally. Whereas... Um, Makes me think, actually. I, I, I wonder if it's a bit like the the Mitchell and Webb uh, skit where... like are we the baddies? No. no. Oh, sorry. Where he'll, um, he'll shoot someone if they get it wrong. I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, anyway. That's one of them. Yeah. Um, and whereas Dawn, on the other hand, is, um, you know, she, she sort of just, uh, she takes it very, she doesn't really give a crap. Um, and what's his name again? Who? Um, Steve Pemberton's character. Brian? No, Mick. 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 Sorry. Mick is just throwing himself into it and enjoying every last second you know, he's just really enjoying it. He's dressed up. He's, you know, he, he's got, <laughs> he's gone the full hog. Mm. You know, he, he really has. And, you know, to be, I know who I'd rather be around, to be honest. Mm. And it's not Dawn and it's not Brian. Or Penny. Or Penny. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, um, <laughs> so what else is happening in this bit i can't even remember oh yeah the dog's eating the food in the kitchen mm. that they've prepared um and yusuf is walking around um you know he's in the kitchen the discussing trying to eat some of the food and it's pretty gross apparently um and the dog no the dog's seen afterwards once later on yeah eating. I think he yeah, eats a bit true. on the floor, but he doesn't actually <laughs> eat on the table. Um, I think we just it's see a, a scene of what we think is use of, well, I guess use of eating some. Yeah. And and the table is fully, you know, when Mick comes out to have a look. Actually, it's, it's, one thing I find gone. interesting, one thing I find interesting is, so uh, Mick comes in, he finds the food has been eaten and like, oh my God, you know. Um, he then goes back in... And then um, when they come out again, you know, uh, I can't remember what exactly has happened, but they come out again and the table is full of food again. But it looks a lot nicer. It looks much nicer. It looks a lot, you know, it's lovely. But they don't really notice that it's just, well, the food was gone. Like, now the food is there. It's It's kind of interesting. It's like, it's, it's not, you know... The, the, it's very much just, well, the food was gone. Yeah, rather than there. a few manky sandwiches and sausage rolls. Like, it's a full fucking table. It, yeah. It's just interesting. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, they're putting these things in for particular reasons. I do find that an interesting, yeah. you know, little thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've obviously, um, so then back in the front room again, You've got um, Oliver. Who needs to watch this episode? We could just describe it for you. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Oliver is really drunk. Mm. 
But why? What, he's only drinking water? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Why? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What's yeah. going on? Yeah, he's really on? sick. Um, so, anyway, so then... Yusuf wanders into the front room. Have we actually discussed about the re- revelation that Brian's done? To be honest, I've sort of drifted in and out of consciousness here. So oh, far. I'm so sorry because I'm describing it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Literally, it's have we? So I, I'm, no, I'm joking. I have forgotten what we've already talked about, though. No, we haven't said about the revelation that. So we should actually talk about that. So um, it is fairly interesting because it kind of. It, it kind of shows the hypocrisy of both sides in one scene. So we have this moment where, and it's been building for a little while because Brian keeps hinting at something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, basically they've each been getting on each other's nerves, Dawn and Brian. So it becomes to a point where it kind of breaks down. And Brian Brian's just like, goes... Happy early birthday! Yeah, basically he goes, happy early birthday. So he, he gets out this, this, this card, this envelope, hands it to uh, Dawn, um, and it's basically... They basically They did a say, DNA test. Yeah, they basically say that they did a DNA test because Dawn was talking and about... And guess what? I'm trying to set it up. <laughs> because Dawn was apparently going on about how she wanted to trace a family history like you do um and so they they got it and basically Guess she opens what? It, I, yeah look fine go on <laughs> no sorry you do you go it no no, no you know, no, it's no, fine, no. Fine. i was just going guess what so that you could say no it's the um, reveal yeah so basically she opens it up and it's obviously discovered that she's not you know fully uh part german Basically, sixty. What was it? Sixty-two percent German. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Sixty-two, sixty-three percent German. So it's um, like. So she's obviously horrified. So well, it gets worse because basically, what sort of then happens is Brian kind of decides to go even further with his stories, like going. Well, we decided to do a bit of detective work and, and we did DNA tests for, you know, Penny and and um the the father who I've already forgotten his name of. Um So we, we did DNA tests. Oh, but they weren't, you know, sixty two or sixty three percent, you know, they weren't part German. No, theirs matched and yeah. yeah, yeah. Those were all the same. Those were fine. Um, and so basically, um, it's kind of revealed that uh, the mother went on to the Alps, I think. The Bavarian Alps. Yeah. And on holiday. And obviously had a fling with the German. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> but it is interesting because obviously we have that two sides. So obviously we have the thing of, you know, obviously she's not. She's part German, so it's like, oh, my country, my, you know, getting the people out. But also that we then have Ryan, who's kind of, like, using this as a tactic to, like, basically get the house and, like, also basically smear it Use, in. Using, in y- using it to get the house, but in also... In Dawn's face as well. Using smear. it to be incredibly racist at the same... Yeah, know, just that's what I'm saying, basically smear it in Dawn's face. But, yeah, yeah and being basically incredibly racist. Being supposedly, an incredibly you know, awful person. Yeah. Um, even though supposedly he's supposed to be, you know, not the, you know, 
so I I think that's a really well done scene as well, and like the tension of it and the way it's through, uh, you know, and it's constantly building. He goes building. full Basil Forty in it, doesn't he? I mean, he's yeah. he's basically doing the German accent. Yeah. And you know. Um, but this all builds to the point, obviously. So we're building and building and building, building. We're building to the point where <laughs> Yusuf, as you say, comes into what the room. What does in? Yeah. Well. Thingy opens the door. But yeah, Penny opens the door and he's there. So he comes in and it's all a bit of a shock. They're all, you know, um, and basically one thing leads to another and Yusuf dies. He gets stabbed in the chest with a... Yeah, but this is the most fantastic... This is the most fascinating part of it. And also, you know, this is my favourite part. Because Brian straight away is like, um, you know, oh, who are you? What are you doing? And and immediately on his guard, um, Mick wants to give him food and some milk and some yeah. Do you want a little bowl of milk? Which is great because it's not, not a hedgehog, not a hedgehog Mick. <laughs> so. I mean, he, he, you know, his heart's in the right place, even though he does treat him like a hedgehog or a child. He's kind of, you know, patronising, but, you know... Not not on purpose. It's not kind on of that, purpose. He's it's got kind of, that... Yeah. He's got that really good heart that he, you know, he just seems like he really likes people. And he's got a good heart, and he, he wants to look after this guy. So he's not like a... Dickhead mm. at all. He's he's kind of lovely, um, mm. and obviously, I mean, Dawn doesn't want him there either. Um, no. Penny then just keeps saying she doesn't know who he is. Mm. Three times, in fact. Yes. She's like, no, no, I've never seen him before in my life. No, I have no idea who he is. Even though he said that she let him in. Um, and yeah, and then Brian, then when they all go out of the room, Brian then proceeds to grope Yusuf as well. So, so he's not only molested by Penny, he's molested by Brian. Um, yeah, so that's. But anyway, so it leads to a point where he's stabbed in the... He's pitchforked to death by um, the, you know... Um, father guy. The, yeah, the father. I'm just going to call him father guy. Is so. his name Ralph? I don't know. We did discuss it earlier, but I've forgotten already. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to call him father guy. Anyway, father guy kills him because of, yeah, obviously, the heat of the bay. Everything's building. It is building. Ralph, yeah. Um, and so Ralph, father guy. Um, so... <laughs> He's good, you know. Obviously, because of all this, you know, he's he's got a bit distraught, and you know, bleh. um, so <laughs> he's going there, um, and Yosef goes and dies, um. So, you know, we then obviously have this. Well, I forgot the pre pre bit as well, because like his hands start bleeding as well, don't they? Yeah. Before the pitchfork thing. Mm. But then also, Brian starts stabbing him as well. Yeah, after he's been pitchforked. After he's been pitchforked, yeah. So, you know, it's a really interesting situation. And then um, Penny is suddenly like, oh my God, 
Um, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh my Jesus! Or oh, no, Jesus. I mean, Jesus. Christ. Jesus is. God, well, yeah, I know, but I feel it's so it's really confusing. Uh, it doesn't really matter. He's, he's he's like I I think the whole thing is like Jesus is God, but like the, the Son of God, but God. In, in, Jesus just cloned. No, sorry, God just cloned himself as a weird hairy man. So anyway, <laughs> be careful <What>? here. Um, <laughs> I'll be careful here because you have people not very happy about that. But anyway. So, um... You're the, a weird, hairy man. Thanks. <laughs> the clone of God, uh, yeah. So she's like, oh my God, the clone of God. Um, and, and, and goes and obviously so it's like... Jesus yeah. Christ, and I denied him three times. And of course, the water been turned into wine. Mm. The, uh, I mean, it's not loaves and fishes, but he has turned it into a feast again. Mm. Um, and, uh, but then obviously because he's died, they're all like, couldn't possibly be the second coming. Nah, mm. he's just, he's just, you know, um, he's just an immigrant. He, there's nothing special about him. Um, you know, and, and all that. Cause Penny's sort of like clinging to this whole thing of. Like this is this is Jesus. So obviously she's she's also the Christian of the group. Yeah. <coughs> um, but it basically, you know, wrap them up, take them away, and then the, the last scene is them, you know, uh, sitting on the sofa after it's all done, you know, going, well, it couldn't possibly be, and then singing "Old Lang Syne." Um, but during "Old Lang Syne," Penny goes out to the kitchen. And in the window, we see the reflection of him. Has he arisen or has he not? It's. I love the fact that it's left really ambiguous. I also quite... Okay, so um, something I find really interesting is actually... So, um, Old Lang Syne itself, um, obviously we all know it for, you know, the... I mean, I know it mostly because obviously every New Year's you, you have it and whatnot. It's a fairly interesting uh, song, and especially in this scene, um, because basically, um, as, as far as I look now, I haven't looked as deeply as maybe I should before speaking about something like that, but I, you know, I have looked into it. And it's a fairly interesting thing, because it basically is a little bit like, um, sort of about looking into the past a little bit, looking back apart, holding it, is, it special. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously, you know, a good idea. you like, fair enough, you know, on to the next year, you're going to sort of go, well, you know, the last year we hold what we, you know, learn what we, blah, 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 you know? Um, but this is a fairly interesting place to have it, obviously, because they, they start singing it and obviously, you know. I mean, it is it's... the final part of the last night of the proms. Mm. Again, so, for our American friends. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's it, you know, you have that as well. But I think there's a very obvious, you know, there's a very, not obvious, but a very, like, they've done it on purpose. Like, they, they could have not had it, but they have wanted it there, you know, for a reason. Yeah. I do think... The underscoring of the music throughout actually is fascinating yeah, and yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it is really interesting. Yeah. 
Um, but I do find it interesting because obviously, you know, you're not going to want to remember about that night, really. So it's in, it's an interesting. It place. is an interesting thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, should old acquaintance be forgotten, never brought to mind? I think, isn't it? So mm, it's like, like you yeah. know, it's like. Uh... It's actually fairly interesting because um, so it's kind of been changed for the sort of well-known version, sort of slightly, basically because. It's like, it's basically easier to sing. I, I was going to say, um, <coughs> I think pretty much all of us who sing it in the UK don't know anything about it other than... It's basically, you sing, you, you, sing, you sing the first verse and then the sort of chorus and then you sort of don't... You sort of ignore the rest of you the sort song. Of, yeah, you just... Um, yeah. That's generally what you sing. Um, but... It is a fairly interesting, um, especially because it's also kind of like a, a little bit of being kind. So There's stuff in there. It's a fairly interesting thing. I, I'd i say look it up if you, you know, just because I think it's a rather interesting little bit of, you know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that is that is the final episode of Inside Number Nine. Um, it is. But um, one thing I will say is just I, <clears throat> I thought it was really... Um, it, it it is something that I find really fascinating to think of. Um, you know, if any of that was true, then, you know, Jesus, because obviously, you know, in in our art, in, in Western art, Jesus has always been depicted as blonde-haired, you know, um, sort of fairly light-skinned dude. Um, and because of where he cut, where he actually originates from that that wouldn't be what he even looked like mm. so you know and we've been having this conversation for a long time so you know i won't labor it too much but you know <laughs> no the christians in this country that's the original not, version by the way the christians in this country would not welcome him yeah well yeah i was kind of interested in just to um a lot of it is mainly change for the sake of being able to sing a bit easier for, like, you know. Yeah, for our new... Yeah, so, I mean, you know, because obviously this country prides itself on being very Christian. Um, you know, it's a Christian country. And, um, you know, obviously you've got the antagonism, especially lately with, like, um, you know, um, Muslim... Um, faith mm. um so yeah so 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 i mean you know um and that but <coughs> excuse me um but you know that that the picture of jesus that is in this very white country is like the people that they want to keep out so it's it's incredible that we're you know, this is this is a Christian country, and yet, if Jesus was to come back, they'd be like, "No, mm. get in a detention center and go back to where you came from." Why did you come over from France? You came through eighteen safe countries. You know, sorry, I'm getting very political again. Yeah, but 
Anyway, yeah. I was trying this to wrap it very, up. This was a very political um Especially because this is quite a long final bit now, so... Yeah, especially because I went to the loo right at the beginning of it. Yeah, it was well. like 20-something minutes and now it's 30 I know, but I really, minutes. really enjoyed this one. And, you know, I think a lot of people have sort of shied away from talking about it, um, you know, because people No, that's like fair sit. enough. It's just I don't want it to last people the like full two hours. No, I know. Well, people like to fence it on this, I think. Um, so. I mean, this one segment is going to be an hour in and of itself. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. It's worth it. I think, honestly, I think they did a magnificent job with this. They did, yeah. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, we're back, I guess. Woo. Yeah. Uh, guess who's oh, yeah. back? <coughs> back. From space, whatever. Um. Anyway, yeah. No, sorry. <coughs> oh God, I've got um dry throat. Yeah, I was just gonna say as well because obviously the original um author of Old Lang Syne is Robbie Burns. Robert Burns. Um. So you know, it's a Scottish song, and it's been anglicised. So obviously, we, yeah. <laughs> To make it easier for for us to uh, sing in our soppy southern way. Mm. Yeah. Very soppy. Yeah. Right, anyway. So, I would like to actually wrap up the episode, if you don't mind. So, um, yeah. Thank you for, thank you for joining us for our... What was it? Series 4? Series 5? I can't remember now. Uh, series 4, I think. So, yeah. Welcome. Series 77. Yeah, welcome. Um... Next time is going to be our animated one. Very excited for that. Um, yeah. Uh, what what guff do I have? I mean, you can, you know, you can keep up with the Twitter account at uh, at Blathering Pod. Um, I've got a YouTube channel. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Infernal Viewer. <laughs> Thank you, Infernal Viewer. You can you can you can see me there. Uh, and, and me yeah <coughs> um yeah just okay bye <laughs> that bye. was awful yeah that was pretty bad right okay bye <laughs>